0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Talking to Matty B. I am your host, Matt and our check. it is Sunday, January the 9th, 2022. <laughs> All right! And good evening from the Delaware Valley, a frigid Delaware Valley, the frigid confines of the Delaware Valley. I am here, and it's a Sunday evening, and you're with me, and I hope you're staying warm wherever it is that you may be. And I know I have some explaining to do, and I'll get right to it. I do realize that I failed to deliver on my pregame show. I know it um, it was pretty bad of me in bad form, and I do apologize. I hope you forgive me, but let me explain to you why. Let me get into the X's and O's of why we did not do a pregame show this week. One, um, obviously with the way this game kind of like, you know, I don't know, kind of balanced out or came to fruition that the game was only going to mean one thing for one team. And let's be honest, how how stupid is that to do a Eagle-Cowboy-Dallas week with just really one team involved? So with the Eagles' decision to kind of sit their starters and concentrate more on being ready for the playoffs and face – whoever they were going to face and of course now we do know who that is but their decision to sit and wait for their starters was a good one i think overall but it did it kind of like definitely lent into the flavor of the week which was vanilla and plain right so there wasn't really much excitement about that but you know what the show must go on and i was going to do a pregame show but the conflicting schedules of one Kyle Quinn and myself kind of gotten away again and we decided to forego the pregame show and here I am at you with the postgame show I am I, I am here at you with the postgame show we're going to kind of talk a little bit about how we got to this point and it's an interesting point to be in uh, as I speak to you on Sunday evening almost 10 p.m. here on the east coast we pretty much know who are the eastern or eastern conference for the NFC 17 playoff for uh format is out there in the AFC they're still fighting it out the Raiders and the uh Chargers or battling to see who gets into that weird last two seeds available confuggery kind of, of a mess, but we do know one team in the AFC that's not going to the playoffs. Gee, what a shocker! Here, the Indianapolis Colts. Guess who came up small in a big moment for the Colts today against the Jacksonville Jaguars? The lowly Jacksonville Jaguars, the two and fourteen, not no more. The three and fourteen, Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's one, Carson Wentz, who lends now, who begins to solidify himself as not a winner. And I I don't want to call him a loser, but let's just call him not a winner for now. As he comes up in a very, very small way on a big stage for the Indianapolis Colts today. What's the excuse now, Carson? Is it Philadelphia that did you? But anyway, that is good news on the Eagle front. Not because Carson failed okay, 50% of it is because Carson failed. The other 50% is that that first-round draft pick that we own now from the Colts can be no worse, ladies and gentlemen, than a number 18 overall. Not great, all right? Not top 10, not top 5, not something that we should be jumping up and down with, but it is a first-round pick at 18, which will be higher than our pick. So, I'm not going to say kudos to Howie Rosen because that was probably one of those easiest trades to orchestrate. It was a no-win or a no-brainer for both sides. But 18 is an 18th overall, not a bad place to be. So the Colts are out, but the Eagles are in. And the Eagles are in. Not only are they in, we now know who their opponent will be. And let's get to that right now in the NFC. The number one overall seed will be them Green Bay Packers. So all roads to the Super Bowl will go through Lambeau Field this year, as long as the Packers are alive. The number two seed are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending Super Bowl champion. The number three seeds, three seed is the Dallas Cowboys. Number four is the Los Angeles Rams. Number five is the Arizona Cardinals. Number six, in result of their victory today over the Rams is the San Francisco 49ers, and the number seven seed is your aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles. So that means here they are. Drum roll, please. The Philadelphia Eagles will open up on wild card weekend down south in Tampa Bay, Florida, or in Tampa, Florida, or in such places as Tampa Bay, but Tampa, Florida, against your defending Super Bowl champion, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How do you feel about that, folks? Are you feeling good? Some out there are saying this is the team you want to play in the first round because the, some somehow the Buccaneers are on some sort of downslide because of what what happened with Antonio Brown. I, I don't know. I mean, they're a little dinged up, yes. But they got the GOAT as, as much as it pains me to say it because I hate the guy. I hate him as a person. I hate him as a quarterback. But I probably hate him because I wish he was an eagle. We got Tom Brady. The guy knows how to win. Seven Super Bowls, ball don't lie, all right? So I don't know why everybody's so damn excited or possibly talking themselves into being so excited about playing the Buccaneers. But that seems to be a common theme here in Philadelphia with the Eagles lately, talking ourselves in. We're actually not with the Eagles, with all of our sports teams. We talk ourselves into, like, wanting to like something. We look at it on the service and we have questions about it, but yet we didn't talk ourselves into it. It's odd. It's an odd occurrence. But here we go. We got the Buccaneers. We don't know when, or we do know when. It's going to be next weekend. We could be Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. They're going to do a wild card Monday night game. <laughs> and it's going to be a very fun place no matter where you're at. Tune in, tune out, whatever you want to do, but definitely catch the Philadelphia Eagles as they will begin their march to the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in South Florida. But there is some something to be sad about tonight yes, I am sad. I am I, I am sad about something. And that is the regular season of the National Football League is over. I mean, I don't think we quite have a grasp of that yet, but it's over, folks. I mean, I, I don't know how to take that. I don't know quite what to think about that. I, It's over. It's over. And it's a sad, it's a sad state of affairs. And We wait so long. We go through so much to get to these 18 weeks. Or, yeah, now 18 weeks. It used to be 17 weeks. But we wait so long and we go through so much to get to these 18 weeks. And just like that, it seems like just like that, it's over in a blink of an eye. Now it is a fun time of the year of the playoffs, especially if your team is going to the playoffs. But if you're the Jaguars, Lions, Texans, Giants, Jets, Panthers, Bears, Broncos, Falcons, Seahawks, football team, Ravens, Cleveland, Cleveland minnesota miami indianapolis or new orleans it is not that fun right now it is another it is a you're staring in the front end of a six-month hellhole that will complete itself or will come to its completion sometime in late august of or in august of next year of august of this year some seven and a half months from now so i guess if you can hang on as long as you can you do And we are hanging on it for at least one more week. But do we have a shot? Do the Philadelphia Eagles have a legitimate shot at a Super Bowl? It's funny when you ask that question here in town because you get one of three answers. The first answer is hell no. The second answer is not yet, but we are on our way. And the third answer is yeah. So you got the rational, the irrational. And the totally living in another planet people who think that this team is ready to win a Super Bowl this year. But I'm not going to say that they're not. I'm not going to say that they are. That's what the playoffs are all about, of of making that mark and, and moving forward and attempting to compete for the Super Bowl. But we've already anointed Nick Sirianni the next greatest thing. We've already anointed Jalen Hurts as the franchise quarterback. And we've already anointed criminal Howie Roseman another year at the helm of this. Without them ever, ever really accomplishing anything. Getting into the playoffs is an accomplishment. Going from a three win team or a four win team last year to a nine win team is an accomplishment. But you got to contextualize all this. You got to rationalize all this. You got to put all this in perspective. Are we built for sustained winning? Are we built in 2000? Is this the, the beginning of a sustained period of winning for the Philadelphia Eagles? Howie Roseman's been down this road about four different times with the Eagles. This is like his fifth head coach, his fourth rebuild, his like fifth quarterback. Is this this the guy that we want here? Is he all of a sudden breaking new ground? I say he's not. I say this season at the end of it all, because honestly, folks, and and I'm not going to sit here and be the Debbie Downer, but I'm going to be the rational one. The Eagles got really one shot at winning this game against the Buccaneers. And that's that Tom Brady falls down an elevator shaft sometime between now and next weekend. Other than that, this defense, our defense, is going to get picked apart by Tom Brady. And I don't care if J.J. Ortega Whiteside was playing for the Buccaneers. He would go out and have a career night against the Eagles. Our defense has got issues. Now, our offense, is there something to look at the offense and go, you know what? I like what I see there. Absolutely. There is something there. But whether or not that that is going to be something sustainable or something that's going to grow over the next couple of seasons, that is the question. And the real, 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 real question is, is, is Howie Roseman the guy that's going to take us there? You know, to listen to some of the people out there, you would think that Howie Roseman, you know, revolutionized the GM thing. He didn't. Howie Roseman is a joke. Well, here we go. We got the playoffs. So it's Howie Roseman and the team he's constructed. The team that forced 16 turnovers in 2021. If you do the math, folks, that's less than a turnover a game on average. I don't know how you average less than one turnover a game. But a team that can, a defense that has forced 16 turnovers, less than one a game. Is that the defense you're going to want to go up against Tom Brady? Is that the defense you're going to want, to want to go up against Matt Stafford or Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so, man. The offense has got some plus sides. The offense has got something happening. The offense has found its identity as a running offense. Can we ride that? We certainly can, but we're going to need help. We're going to need help on the other side of the ball. JG is going to have to come up big. He better be locked away in a room right now, folks. Working on the game plan of a lifetime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to come down, <coughs> excuse me, to his defense and his defense's ability to stop Brady. Pure and simple. Pure and simple. But we got playoffs. We got the Buccaneers, and you got me here on on. I guess I guess it's the post game show, even though the game ended last night. By the way, the Eagles lost yesterday. Fifty 51- one the in a game that, as I said, was largely played by Eagles, second, third, and fourth stringers. The Cowboys played their starters. Now, they were down a few players, quite a few players, actually, through COVID and other injuries. But, you know, the result was pretty much what everybody expected. The Cowboys pretty much picked the Eagles apart. It, it just wasn't really much of a contest. Uh J.J. Ortega-Whiteside got an opportunity to play, and boy, did he not disappoint, man, dropping a pass in the end zone. Good night. I hope Jay I, you know, and I wish the man good luck, and I don't know him, and I'm sure he's a hell of a dude, but I wish him good luck on whatever he might end up with because I hope to God that that game yesterday was his final game ever at Lincoln Financial Field, wearing an Eagles uniform. It is time to move on. And you know what? He can take his friend Jalen Rager with him. So those are some of the other issues that we're going to have to deal with heading into these playoffs. This great roster that Howie Roseman has constructed this winning roster that Howie Roseman has constructed, are we going to be able to go up against the likes of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, and Matt Stafford? Are we going to be able to go up against those guys and beat them on a consistently week basis? The Eagles have beaten one team, ladies and gentlemen, one flipping team that had a 500 or better record this season. And that was not really secured until today when the Saints won, going to 500. Before that, they if the Saints would have lost today, the Eagles would not have beaten one team all season long that had a 500 or better record. So you're telling me that's the team or that's the group that I'm going to throw into the playoffs and be like, you know what, we're going to win it all? Because that's what it's about. But if you ask people around this town, oh, no, it's not about that. No, 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 it's about growth. It's about laying the foundation. How many times are we going to lay a goddamn foundation and tear it down? But it's about laying the foundation, about going down this road with this criminal GM of ours. It gets me a little annoyed, but it is what it is, and we are here to deal with it. Now, moving on to another topic that annoys the living crap out of me. It's your your hockey team, your Philadelphia Flyers, who are fresh off of a 3-2 to overtime loss last night against the San Jose Sharks, taking their current winless streak up to 5. Now, I mentioned on this program earlier last week that if things that I believe are going to work out the way they are Sometime next Saturday night, we'll be staring at a losing or a eight game winless streak. And what are we going to do then? There's already the grumbling starting again. Now it's about Chuck Fletcher. Now it's about moving Ivan Prover off or moving Claude Giroux. And it's so earth shattering to some people. Like this was not something that we expect, not expected to have happen. What's the old adage? You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Well, God damn it. We need a lot of eggs. Because we need a big omelet. There is no shocker here. There's no mystery here. The Flyers are what they are. The Flyers are what they were when they fired Av, a team that lacks an identity, a team that lacks the players to fit in a system that obviously Av tried. Now I do not know how Mike Yos. I don't. I mean, you can see the system's a little different. He's got his defenders playing a little bit more aggressively in offense. But let's look at some of these numbers right now, and I want to tell you how bad it's gotten for the Flyers, and we'll talk about Ed Schneider too. The Flyers have gone 15 for 94 on the power play for the whole season. 15 (laughs) for 94. 15 goals in 94 opportunities on the power play. That works out to about a 14% success rate. Under A.V. and Michelle Tarion before, they were fired. The Flyers were 8 for 66, which was about 12% since AV and Michelle Terrion got fired the flyers have gone 7 for 28 on the power play which is at about 25% which is a positive it is a positive the sample size is still kind of small right but it is a positive it's better so whatever uh, yo is yo is doing is, is is working somewhat and of course the flyers were 8 10 and 4 before AV and now they are 5 5 and 3 under Mike Yo what is that what is those two records what does those two records or stats tell you? Flyers are what they are. A 500 or slightly below or above team. Bottom line, end of story, close the book, go home. And until they decide that either, A, Chuck Fletcher ain't the right guy for this, and they fire his ass and bring in a GM who, who does want to flip the script on this, and it might come that. I don't think Chuck Fletcher wants to give up on some of these parts. I think Chuck Fletcher really thinks that he can mix and match some of these players who do have talent and are talented, but he can mix and match them and make a championship team out of them. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to have to blow this thing up. But Chuck Fletcher is under the impression that maybe he can. Maybe he can. But right now, that's where we stand with our hockey team as they move into a very critical stretch of of this week. It's going to be very interesting. It is going to be extremely interesting to see. In about a week's time, where the where the Eagles, where the Flyers, <laughs> yeah, and where the Eagles kind of kind of work out. Listen, everyone, I just wanted to come on here real quick and kind of fire this out, kind of get it out, kind of explain myself of what happened to me last or earlier in the weekend. I do apologize. Life happens. Life comes at you pretty quickly, and sometimes you got to make adjustments. But I was able to come on, kind of did a post game show. But never fear. Once we find out the schedules for next weekend, I promise you that me and Kyle will be right back here cutting up some playoffs. We'll talk about our season predictions, too. We'll see how we came out. See that our division winners work out? Our playoff team the same. We'll cut all that up. We'll talk about how we did over the season and all that coming up next week. Reminder, check me out Tuesday night at 830. I will be coming at you live and direct on the Edge of Philly Sports Network on my first Talk to Philly Sports Maddie Matty B. live. Other than that, look for me on this program later in the week and then over the weekend with Kyle on the Eagles Free Game Show. Till then, everybody, take care.